0: again. Thank you for the inspiration, dear Lord, and how you so graciously met us already. The truth and challenge of that song. I cannot be idle. Everybody might not be preachers or missionaries in a fashion, but oh God, the responsibility of prayer and personal witnessing, and taking advantage of the opportunities that we do have. Reaping will soon be over. Then we'll look back and see what we could have done. Lord, help us. My God, we are, people are planning and planning and what they're gonna do, how they're gonna set the world on fire in days to come. And now those days are here that they were speculating about. And soon eternity itself will dawn. My God, and then there's going to be a surprise and a shock, but help us, Lord, to my God to uh, take that song to heart, and may that be our true testimony. I cannot be idle. Bless us tonight. Inspire our very hearts and souls. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. For his sake we pray. Amen. Proverbs chapter number 23, verse number 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not, his heart is not with thee. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know better than you are. No better than you are. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, that's really what he is. Notice the verse. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. That's not really him. That is a facade, trying to make an impression. We'll spent years, days, hours, trying to produce something in people that really wasn't there. I trust that at long last we can get this over to us. I've had some experiences that was almost despairing. I seen people strive and struggle to transform themselves by trying to measure up or do what the methods suggests. And they've done that year in and year out, that's noble. But what they missed was this. You cannot transform yourself by trying to do what I preach. Listen to me good, follow me, follow me, follow me. You can reorganize yourself and perhaps improve to a great degree. But basically, you are going to be what you are. Understand this. There's something fundamental here. People have actually gone to despair trying to be something that they aren't. And they don't realize that you don't do that necessarily by any kind of measure or effort or, or some kind of organized plans. And they're stretching themselves. Diligence is recommended. But you've got to get the proper order. Religious organizations Muslims and whatnot, they have people to uh, change their eating habits, change their garb, and several other things. And that counts as being a part of the organization or Christian or Muslim or whatever they might recommend. But they will listen. Regardless to what external transformation. They're still what they are. None of those things made them any different than what they are. You understand that? You understand that? Listen, listen, listen. Children. Many times, you've heard me say this several times, you might have some uh, kind of standards for your children. One might claim salvation, which might, or might not be in actuality. And they say, I want to get in the choir. Mommy, little young people's choir. They say, well, you still, you still fusses when we ask you to do the dishes. You don't have the right attitude. And you know what they'll do? They'll stop fussing when you ask them to do the dishes. Sometimes for a whole month. <laughs> and you say, okay, I see such an improvement. And your attitude has sweetened. To great extent, so I'm going to give you the green light. Go ahead and tell the pastor, the choir directress, that I said it's all right for you to be in the choir. But in every case, they fizz out after a while because what they're living in a straight jacket. You'd be appalled to know the people who're living in a straight jacket. That's the difference in the church of God. The word, after a while, this gospel will bring you to a crossroad. You're not going to stand upon this gospel. You're not going to join church and get baptized and live up to this gospel. That's why you must have an anointing in your midst. And the gospel of Christ. Those who followed Christ for whatever reason, some for various reasons, some for the loaves and fishes, some for the prestige, some for the honor, some because it was something new and going. But after a while Christ kept preaching, this is a hard saying, who can bear it? You know why? Because Christ preached a sanctified standard and they were carnal. But now, if they were accepting all that Christ preached at the time, he would have brought them into an experience where they could have lived Christ himself. He would have been on the inside, which would have made them that new creature. You understand? So now here, uh, Bible studies, councils, prayer meetings, all of those have their places, and they can have a good effect. You understand? But this is what we're trying to get over you tonight. None of those things in themselves. We have found people on the street, come by houses perhaps, shown them courteous and kindness. Now I'm going to start coming to church. And after a month, they say, you know what, I feel so much better since I started coming to church. And now I'm doing a lot of things different. That's wonderful. And I'm sure they feel virtuous because of it. You understand? But they still are going to be what they are in actuality. You understand that? Get the message tonight. If we get nothing else over to you, you're going to be what you are. You might adapt, cry even, bow, resolve, but you're going to be what you are, maybe in a different garb. That's why right tonight, children, you find such conspicuous vacancies in how many people that we had go through here. You know what happens? They decide, I want to do better. And they do better. But the creature, and the man thinketh in his heart. People don't always portray and manifest to you what they think in their hearts. As if Scripture tried to bring out. Eat, drink, come on, eat with me. But there's heart is so far from you. not welcome. And doubt as many of you have done that. You just have enough of you, self, yourself, and maybe one other person, and here comes the third person in. He's going to have some. You don't want to do that because they're going to take yours. <laughs> so many sometimes, maybe I won't have to have any. That might not be too hospitable but at least I feel better after it's all over. I'm going to feel better if I do. All right? Uh, Very seldom, very seldom do we see the real person. We see you with your Sunday manners. Most of our contact with many of you and one another is at church. And that is the less likely place to cut up. That's right. You're taking them, well, if somebody could almost insult you at church, well, of course, some people are are so uh, mean and radical that they'd cut up anywhere. But uh, for the most part, a person would take it on the chin at church. Oh, I've seen the most submissive wives I've ever seen at church. (laughs) At church. Yes, darling. Yes, honey. What do they say? Oh, yes. Sure. You know, don't even wait to the, for the command before they say yes at church. All right, listen, listen. Get get the point. We're gonna be in brevity here, but but please get it tonight. That's I don't want you to be deceived by facades. I've seen the most uh, patient people with one another in courtship. I've seen people maybe. Uh, maybe have come from another place here I'll go there, making an, an, an initial impression to begin with. But after a while maybe take the gospel to expose them. Nobody is going to live in a strain all their lives. Now in many churches they don't demand nothing of you but pay your dues. You can stay there for a lifetime and, and be comfortable. But under this gospel, you can't do that. It's gonna make you be what you are. At some point you'll be all for it and you'll be all against it. And even many times when people say they're for it, they wanna be they wanna be listed as an abetter of for this gospel. But just as the text but their hearts in many instances are far from it. All right, listen, listen. Turn to Galatians chapter 6, verse number 15. Galatians six, fifteen. All right, Six fifteen. last v- chapter, Galatians. One. Verse number 15. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth, neither circumcision availeth anything nor, un- nor uncircumcision, Do you hear? Now, they were caught up in ceremonies. And you got groups that are caught up in water baptism, baptized in Jesus' name. And they'll baptize you in a horse trough or whatever. Some of you get baptized, maybe you come there in your Sunday suit. What? Because they put so much stock in water baptism that water washes your sins away. Which is an erroneous doctrine, how you look at it. And they feel, many, and many times, yes, I got baptized, they go home shouting because they were baptized. And they equate baptism with salvation, which is a damnable doctrine. But now, however, there are those uh, of us who can equate other things. Being uh, a kind of part of the Visible Church of God congregation. We feel that their security in the confines of a Church of God congregation. They feel that way. I go to the Church of God. So they feel That makes them secure. But it's much deeper than that. It's much. Uh, an external association with the Church of God. Does not make you a different creature. You understand that? But you will be appalled to know the number of people who are hiding behind that. Read that again. Listen to it. Listen to it. Listen closely. Study it. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision. For in Christ Jesus, what? Neither circumcision. Of neither circumcision. Anything, Nor uncircumcision, uncircumcision, but a new creature. Availeth anything? Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. They were caught up in ceremonies and Jewish traditions, and they were feeling secure because of it. You want me to tell you something? Many people feel that because of their diligent prayer life, that's going to take them to heaven. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray sometimes four or five times. That's wonderful. But that's not it. Some people almost virtually, maybe sometimes fail. I've seen people fast forward five times a week, week, consistently, sometimes consecutively. And they fail because of that sacrifice. All of these things are good, but in their place, These things alone do not change you. It's not going to change your attitude. It's not going to change your disposition. And it's too bad that we find this out at a time when we can do nothing about it. Or we could do something about it. If it's... In you. You've heard me preach enough on this children to know by now just how this thing goes. But as we were in our devotion and as this came to us so forcibly that you know better than you are, you understand, than you are indeed. As a I man thinketh in his heart And the people are doing con- totally contrary to what they really think. They are doing what they think you would approve, not what they re- not the way they're really thinking. Either circumcision or uncircumcision. You know, just uh, came from New York, and in that section, there's a great population of Orthodox Jews. And there are some amiable features about them. They don't you don't they don't wear flamboyant clothing. Young men, they wear black and white. And even the ladies, if you will, they were they were very modest. And on Saturday they well in fact uh, I think years ago in Brooklyn where they're the vast Jewish population uh, They didn't even open stores and whatnot on, on certain days. Uh, no, no Jewish businesses were in operation nothing else. I Don't care about the commerce or, or the money lost or whatever. They were just loyal to that and doubtless feel because of that That would gain them entry into heaven Do you want to share we wake up tonight? Now, you know, over in the 15th chapter back, don't turn there, but there were Judaizers teaching that, my God, help us out here. Unless you are circumcised after the fashion of Moses, you cannot be saved. And they taught that diligently, and they believed that and almost split the church over that. They that as a moral issue. That was not a, really a moral issue. That was a fleshy issue. There was no morality in that. We got to know the difference. Now, something makes all the difference in the world. Some things are definitely moral issues. But this was just a thing of the flesh. And they were trying to uh, associate a spiritual uh, connotation here. They felt because of this particular physical operation, salvation came along with it. That was an indication of, see, circumcision was an emblem, a symbol of cleanliness of the flesh. All Jewish boys were circumcised on the eighth day. That was a symbol of cleanliness. And otherwise you were not. So they attached salvation with it. That actually makes you clean. But that only symbolizes a cleanliness of the flesh. And Paul emphasizes later on, the circumcision of the heart is the issue, man. The circumcision of the heart is the issue. So he's a circumcision. It doesn't matter. If you want to be circumcised, fine. I have no objection. In fact, it's commendable. And if you're not, that's up to you. no, no, no issue one way or the other. He said, because that is not revolutionary. That is not a pivotal point in your life. He said, the issue is what? Read that latter portion, that latter clause there, in that same chapter, verse, in that one verse, the latter portion. Neither circumcision availeth anything, but a new creation. You'll still be an old creature after circumcision. A little less flesh, but the same person. And a lot of us can use a little less flesh. He said, but well, listen. He said, now, this is, uh, get at the heart of the matter. If the creature. The creation, the whole creation has to be new. Not an operation on the old, but the whole creation has to be new. That changes your attitude. That changes your thinking. That changes your desires, your real inward, heartfelt desires. You know, it's miserable to try to do contrary to what you feel. You're not going to do it for so long. You're not going to do it for so long. If it's in you to do it and you're trying to refrain from doing it, you not, if you can't do it, it's not, that's not you. And you're going to be you. The real you is to do it whether right or wrong. And when you go on trying not to do what the real you, I don't mean temptation. We're everybody going to be tempted. We're not talking about that. We're talking about something deeper than that. Now we're talking not about temptation. We're talking about you. And let me emphasize that point that we've done a thousand times, but I hope you get it tonight. You better get it. You better get this one. Listen. You're going to have to learn to distinguish the difference between a temptation and you. I'll try to be more explicit. Nobody is beyond temptation. Christ himself was tempted in every point as we are. You understand that? But now he said, The Prince of this world cometh, but he find nothing in me. You understand? What's pulling most of the people back that you know and what will pull a lot of us out of here, even at a late stage in life if you're not careful, will be not the consistent temptation of the devil, but it's you finally coming around to do what you wanted to do and what you've been trying to refrain from doing because of what the church advocates. The church holds a strong line on this and on that. Well, let me, let me just see if I can. Well, how in the world is it then that a person who supposedly backslides and in 24 hours they got their ears pierced our new of, and pantsuits and, and long fingernails, how do they have time to do all that that quick? They feel, it, it's just pitiful, but they, they backslide and feel like a bird out of a cage. Isn't that, isn't that pitiful? Why? Because now I can be myself. But you better get it tonight. Many people are living, it's so sad. They're not the reason why they don't make it because from the very beginning they are living in a strange, they never get in fifth gear. They are always, for the whole experience, and that's why many backsliders never come back, because they lived in a strain all the while they were there. And they don't want to live in that strain anymore. They didn't go far enough to get the Holy Ghost that they can go on and drive and overdrive and take the strain off the engine. So they wore out. They were pulling, trying to be what the pastor preaches, but it was not them at all. Their lives did not correlate with the message. They were just like Paul in Romans 7, and God help us if anybody will try to use Romans 7 to prove that you cannot live free from sin. Paul was telling... How that under the law, he wanted to live right, but he couldn't. Paul was not talking about his present experience at the time he wrote that at all. And it's blasphemous to try to associate that with a holy man. Or even you. Even you're not that bad. Those of you who of still. But Paul is saying that under the law, he knew about righteousness. He was taught it, but he would try to live it and couldn't. And it just made him miserable, trying. He was trying to live an experience that he didn't have. And that made him miserable. And that'll make you miserable. I just celebrated my 50th anniversary in salvation. You won't approach that unless it's a real you. Listen, salvation has to be your life and not a segment of your life. Many people have a many faceted life, a many phased life. They, they, are, they have a, a real spiritual phase, as you might term it, and then they have a phase that's them in reality. What, you know what? Uh, well, you should be able to go on forever. I'm cruising, despite the hard situation. You should not be fighting with yourself at a certain point. Listen, get this clear. You'll never get beyond temptation, but you should have to fight yourself not to yield. The enemy, external forces, you have to fight the devil from the outside. But most people are fighting the inside. It's them they're trying to subdue. It's not, we're not talking about the devil now. There's a difference, you better know the difference. You better know the difference. Many people talk about the devil sure came against me. You came against yourself. That's you. That's you you're fighting. That's your own inward desires. That's what you really want to do. But you're afraid to you go to hell if you do it. And so you put up with it as long as you can and finally, you'll be back doing it again. Come on. Some people have given up their girlfriend and boyfriends several times. We're not going to touch anymore. But that's not you. You really is a toucher. <laughs> if you're going to touch, you're going to touch. Oh, you're going to touch. Come on, darling, darling. We're, gonna obey the, we're gonna obey the pastor's message, we're not gonna fuss anymore. But you can't help it, you are a fusser, that's what you are. You're not a sweet person, you're <laughs> a You understand? So trying to be sweet when you're a fusser is not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It wouldn't be you, you wouldn't be yourself. You look odd. Circumcision or uncircumcision availeth nothing but a new creature Let me tell you something children many people don't get saved because they don't know what it's all about They'll be religious but not saved Because they feel that I would have decided to, to live up to what you're preaching as I am But that's not it that's the miracle of salvation if they could understand you will not be thinking like you think now if you get saved you say i can't live like that you cannot live like that as you are but you won't be as you are when god makes you a new creature well, a new, with a new creature comes a new set of desires a new attitude a new spirit in fact brand new one a different one that you've ever had before that's the miracle of salvation most people don't know what it's all about So you want to go on lusting because that's not in you anymore. Amen. We understand? A natural desire is not a lustful desire. You have a different attitude toward it. You see it differently. You see now the sinfulness of sin. You'd be appalled to know the people, to know the people who are saved or claiming salvation who are not doing wrong but they don't really see it as that wrong. They say, well now, what's wrong with two consenting adults getting together? That sounds quite philosophical, doesn't it? You know, well I'm grown, they're grown, and we're both consenting to do what we're going to do. So what's wrong with that? That sounds amiable, doesn't it? But there's only one thing about that, it's not right. And if you're uncareful, You're gonna use your philosophy and your thinking and to displace the Word of God, which will be eternally detrimental. A new creature, a new creature. Let me tell you this, children. Many people, or most people misses it. Most people misses it. They never have that essential transformation, never. They never have it. And then after a while, they get tired of straining, and then they just go on and be themselves. Now, many people never leave the church, but they still never become a new creature. If you're not a new creature, whatever else you do doesn't even count. You understand that? You You can pay two tithes. You can pledge half of your salary to the church, but that means absolutely nothing. That means absolutely nothing. You get no credit for that in the kingdom a new creature a new creature a new creature listen uh you can discipline a child and make him act nice one little fella his mother said you sit down and he would say so she put a little more force you sit down so he sat down so I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> That's what you all are doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, brother MC, you do it, you must do it, you must do it. I'm doing it, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> Amen. Wait quickly, let me get to, let me give you a, a a graphic example here. Turn to first Samuel chapter 16, verse number eleven. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all, Are here all, all thy children? And he said, and he said there, remaineth there remaineth yet youngest. the youngest. And behold, and behold he, keepeth he, keepeth he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said, and Samuel unto, Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will, for we will sit come. down till he come hither. And, and you know how he called uh, all his boys uh been a dab and thought maybe that was the one and and he went on down and uh, from one uh, to the other and he kept on passing them by he said no this is not it and this is not the one and finally got onto the least one and I was thinking today he called he called Lyle and he called Frank and he called kept on and no that's not the one you got that all of them? I got one younger one. He, 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 he's a basketball player. He, he ain't got to think about no church. Get him. You don't want. <laughs> all right, come on with it. <laughs> come on with it, please. Come on. Bought him, and he was ready, and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him. For this is he. Read on. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Now listen to the latter portion. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. That's another sermon that I could preach tonight, but I don't have time. The Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Wait a moment, y'all better get this night. I better give you a, a synopsis here right quick, because I'm, if in case I don't see you no more, you got to know this, because this is too important not to know. 14 again, emphatically. But the Spirit of the Lord Lord departed from Saul. And an evil spirit from the Lord. Oh my God, when you are there back. Because when the Spirit of the Lord leads another spirit, comes. You don't just be neutral. I'm backslidden. No, you got another spirit. And that makes it infinitely worse. When you leave the Lord, it's not just leaving the Lord. It's not just committing an act, but another spirit. You got to deal with that spirit if you ever come. Most oh, people don't. Oh Read on. And Remember them. that. Remember that when you when you attempt the backslide. Let me tell you this: Don't you let people fool you who think they're having a good time when they backslide, or oh, it's easy, or they backslide and they come back next week if they want to. Don't you believe that? Don't you be impressed with that when you get in a hard spot and, and, and look to those kind of examples. As, Don't you do that. You better fight it out with God. Because as soon as soon as the spirit of the Lord leave you, another spirit waiting to pounce upon you. That hardly even an interval. Just waiting to pounce upon you. Just waiting for the spirit of God. You can't come to when the spirit of God got you. But as soon as the spirit of God departs when you commit a wrong act, another spirit is waiting to pounce upon you. and then you backslide, and you are being dragged through the mud, and you're miserable. Why don't they come back? Another spirit got them. All right, you backslide, you get out there, and you, and you wake up, and you find out that uh, it's not what I thought it was, or, uh, I'm not happy out here, I'm going through out here just like I was, anyway, but, but now why don't they come back to the Lord and get the benefits? Another spirit got them. You better read the Word of God. When the Spirit of the Lord left Saul, you can play around all you want to and get in trouble with God. And, and what happened to him, what caused the Spirit of God to leave him was because he just didn't obey all that God said. Not that he went out there and he cut nobody's head off and all that kind of stuff or even took another man's wife. He didn't do that. He just failed to do all, every disobedience. This idea you can't live free from sin. Well, If you don't, you're not going to heaven. Uh, here's a man just refused to do all that God said, and what happened to him? God rejected him. And you're going to do everything in the world to my God and pray every night and say, God, forgive me, and think you're still saved? No, 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 no. no, A thousand times nay. God's not going to deal with you any less severe than he did with Saul. Saul committed one act of disobedience, and God rejected him. Now, some people, they can do it every day and say, God, forgive me every night and feel all right. Come on with it. Said unto him, Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. My God, an evil spirit of God troubleth thee. Turn to 194. Same chapter, same book. Verse 19. And chapter Jonathan 19, verse 4. What? And Jonathan spake good of David. And Jonathan spake good. Of... Will you all listen to me, please? I'm gonna let you go. And Jonathan spake good of David. Unto Saul unto Saul his father and said, unto him, and said unto him let not the king sin against his servant let not the king sin against his servant against david against david because he had, because he had sinned not sinned against, against thee and because, and because his works have been to thee ward very good for he did for he did put his life in his hand and slew, and slew the philistines And the Lord wrought a great salvation for all Israel. Thou Thou sawest it, it, and and didst rejoice. Wherefore Wherefore, then wilt thou sin against innocent blood to slay David David without a cause? And Saul Saul hearkened hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan, and Saul 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 swore, As the Lord liveth, liveth. I'm not going to bother him. I see what you mean. I'm not going to touch him. All right? Verse number eight. There was war again. David went, David went out and fought, and fought with the Philistines and slew, and slew them the with a the great slaughter. And they David fled from him. Go on. The evil from the Lord and the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul as he sat in, he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand. And David played with his hand. And Saul, and Saul, Saul sought David to David do what? In about five verses later, he sought to do what? He's. I'm not going to do it. He, David's a nice boy, and i will play to play the fool. I'm not going to hurt him. I thank you for the sermon, Jonathan. Now my eyes are open, my attitude has changed. I'm not going to hurt him. That was not Saul, that he, humble person who said I'm not going to bother it. That wasn't Saul. As soon as that. Evil spirit that he had imbibed took over (laughs) that same javelin that he tried to pin him to the wall with the first time was ready to go again why you're not gonna be any better than you are it was not Saul to be humble and forgiving and long-suffering Saul's spirit was a vindictive spirit. And as soon as he was provoked again, as soon as that old jealousy came on him again, he was ready to pin him to the wall again, despite his vow not to hurt him. Oh, honey, I forgive you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he ain't pronouncing it right. <laughs> and that's why as soon as something rises up, you remember what you did, don't you? Well, I, thought, I, I thought you forgave me for that. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> there's another situation. Come on, come on, come on. You did, see that? You still, you still what you were. You know you should forgive, and you, heard, and you hear forgiveness preached. So you want to be a forgiving individual, but you didn't really get down. It, but your heart, and So old man thinks it's in his heart. It didn't go into the, the Bible says lets you forgive every man from the heart. That's what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18. The last verse, Matthew 18. Read it quickly. We, this is off the record, so to speak. But let's get it. The last verse, Matthew 18. Read. Come on with it. So likewise shall my father, so likewise, my father what? do also unto you. My, the father do unto you. If ye from your heart. If ye you, from your heart. Forgive not everyone as the man thinketh in his heart. Trespass. As a man thinketh in his heart. Unless you, from your heart, do what? Forgive everyone his brother. There. That means that you can forgive or do anything else, and it's not from your heart. Your heart the same, but you're doing it because you know you should do it. You perform it because you know it's right to do it, but not because it's you, not because of a part of you, not because that's what you really want to do. You're no better than what you are. And you're not always what you feign yourself to be or how you try to act. It's deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. One of the most miserable things in the world is to go around trying to be what you are not indeed. I make constant references to Ammon David's son and Absalom he was offended by his brother bitterness malice and hatred came into his heart and he acted nice for two years didn't say nothing good or bad but that was not really him the man had malice the man had murder down in his heart people refrain from everything adultery and everything else sometimes they, they, some, they, they, sometime they, they they're adulterous people and, and uh, uh, they might change their status and refrain from it for a while but I tell you what I don't care if you got three wives if you got an adulterous spirit you're gonna find this way out one of these days You can act nice all you want to and try to not fuss and fight. But if it's down in you, one day you're going to come out of the corner. You're going to come out of the corner. One day you're coming out. Because it's not you to stay back in the corner and Let I just pound you into submission. That's not you. You've been, you've, been, you've been fighting back ever since you were that tall. Without an intermission. <laughs> and you never really got it out of you. Matthew seven fifteen. We're gonna conclude. We'll conclude. Matthew seven fifteen. What did it say? Seven fifteen, Matthew. Beware of false prophets. Beware of false prophets. Which come to you in sheep's come clothing. to you in sheep clothing. But inwardly they are they are not sheep. You might say bad, 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 but they're not sheep. They just got on a, they just head the they went down to the television and got them a suit uniform, a sheep uniform made. Beware. beware, 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 beware. My God, beware. They display themselves as sheep. And some people are experts at that. They display themselves as sheep. But then, let me tell you this. You might act like a sheep, but as soon as you take some fresh blood, you're ready to start tearing again because that's your nature. A wolf, fresh blood, turns him wild. He wanted that when you take that fresh blood, he's ready to tear something apart. I don't care if he does have a sheep uniform on. And then, what I'm trying to tell you, you're going to be what you are. You're going to be what you are. I'll give you that old illustration again. I've told you this many times, some of you might or might not have heard it, but I guess most of you have. How this fellow had the little pet tiger, he bought him for a price, I guess from the zoo or wherever. And he raised him just like he did a little cat. And the thing we play around and he would just take balls of strain and play with and everything else. And he kept growing and he'd jump up on his masters and, and all this kind of thing and lick him and all this kind of stuff. Just like a cat would do. And one day, his master was shaving and he cut a bump and that little tiger was licking his face and he take that fresh blood and that wildness I don't care if he was raised up in a house he was not domesticated at all he was just acting like a cat but he was a real tiger and he tore his master up that fresh blood brought that wildness out of him something gonna bring out you is you're gonna be what you are that's why you better be a new creature make your calling and election sure because you're gonna you're gonna be what you are if you didn't get all that playboy out of you, you're going to be a playboy again, even after, even after you get 60, and maybe 70. And one fellow I met was 90, 92. So he had a 29-year-old girlfriend in Lenny, and he visited her twice a week. So he'd been a playboy this life, so he never got it out of him, so he, at 92, Died a little while later, but he until he got ninety-two. And a play girl. You're gonna be what you are. Wear floor dresses. Ear high collars. But if whatever. I am telling you tonight. You better get on your faith before God and examine yourself and see if you are really what you claim to be or what you think you are, what you have feigned yourself to be. You better check it out. You'll be back out there. You'll be cheating on your wife and your husband. You'll be coming out the corner throwing pots and pans. You better see. You better check yourself. You'll be sitting up at 3 o'clock in the morning looking at 4X movies. You better check yourself. Well, I don't have a TV, you'll find one. Because your spirit will lead you to one. You'll have to do something, you've got to satisfy your spirit, you know. And you'll be, a, yeah, and you would be surprised to know people who sneak around and do that kind of stuff. They uh, might preach an anti-TV doctrine, but they're not, that's not them. They got one in their hearts. They change channels and everything. <laughs> Shall we stand? And may God help us. Who knows? This might be the last sermon you'll ever hear, ever, ever hear. If you need help tonight, we got an altar. You can to let your seat, whatever. It's sometimes it's good to come to the altar if you need to, if you want to pray through, or maybe the prayer room even. you want you're going to get tired of the strain. You'll get tired of the strain. You'll get tired of the strain because trusting God might not be your real disposition. You know what? Let me tell you something. Some people, as soon as they have a hard test or trial, they start looking in the opposite direction. And backsliding is an option with some people. If it get too tough, I'm going to find me some relief. Some way, somehow, somewhere. That means backsliding is still an option. But I don't know how much longer I can go along with it. What do you mean you don't know how much longer? What are you talking about? This is my life. I'm going to go as long as I live. You're going to have to get it like that. I wish I could enlighten you. you uh, until you die. This is my life. This is not something I'm trying to strain up to be. This is my life. When I was in the Marine Corps, a fellow says, you don't go to this show, you, you got no girlfriend, you all get, I just want to be dead. <laughs> well, he didn't know that's my life. I'm not straining up. I'm not in no strain. This is my life. This is my natural, my normal life. This is me. This is the new creature. This is the new creature. That's something I'm trying to strain up to be. Let us pray. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord forever. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody feel to pray? Someone feel to pray? Someone feel prompted? Oh, Master. We thank you, Lord, for your revelation from heaven. While the men are trusting everything to get them to heaven, good works, good deeds, water baptism, speaking in tongues, everything, but what God recommended, the new creature, a brand new creature would never be satisfied until we are made new help us father to understand what this is all about because unless we're made new whatever else we do doesn't even count so that are kneeling tonight